I'm tired of seeing the $500 date post on Facebook. I'm tired of seeing should you split the rent post on Facebook? Should you go 50-50? Oh hey, everyone. Welcome to Cedar with Strangers. This season, we're exploring the topic of unsubscribing from pop culture and social norms. My name is Jacinta, and I'm seated with Nina and Dion. On today's episode, we'll be talking about can men and women just be friends? Oh man, this is a good one right here. <laughs> so I'll pop it off. Let me get it started with the first question. Is there a difference between a man confiding in his friend that's a woman about his romantic relationship and getting advice compared to his guy friends? Do you think this is immature on our part to think that we can't have healthy conversations or is this wisdom to have healthy boundaries? Jacinta, would you like to go first? <laughs> wisdom. Uh, one thing about me, I'm okay with saying, I don't know. This is so complex, so <laughs> layered. I do agree with the answer to it is boundaries, 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 boundaries. So I'm very interested in hearing what you all have to say because I don't know the answer to this question. It's so complex and I think maybe the answer changes depending upon the situation the person the relationships i don't think there's a cut and dry answer to it but i do agree with boundaries so let me play the let me because jacinta is ducking and dodging a little bit so i want to throw some out there so let's say you are you were just dating a guy right and y'all just started talking y'all just started kicking it and he happens to have a, a best friend that's a woman Mm-hmm. Would you have an issue with them going back and saying, hey, woman BFF, I met this young lady named Jacinta. We hung out. We kicked it. I'm kind of feeling her. How do you think I should carry it from here on out? Um, I don't think initially I would have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't think so. I think it would I would then need to understand the dynamics of the friendship a bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, meet her, talk to her, kind of scope out the scene a little bit, get a better mm-hmm. understanding. But initially, no, I don't think okay. I would have a problem with it. Got it. Nina? So I think we can unpack this in several ways, right? So I think there's some... <laughs> because I think there's some key words in here, right? So I think if we talk about differentiating between confiding in your friend about a romantic relationship and then is it healthy conversations or is it wisdom so as a single woman right so i think so in a workplace there are a couple of things that happen for me as a single woman so you all have heard kind of like this terminology of like of work husband husband. yeah absolutely exactly work so you knew where i was going Mm -hmm. so I have a plethora of married friends that are both, yes, of of male friends. And so we have really rich conversations about relationships. And sometimes it, it can, because I think, so here's what I think. I think what happens is if they have the conversation with their male friend, I think the perspective is different than having the conversation with a a friend that's a woman. So I think that you get a different response from a woman than you may get from the person who's your guy friend. So I don't necessarily think there are any boundaries necessarily that are crossed. I think boundaries can get crossed, right? Which is how infidelity happens because you might be having a conversation about what you're not receiving or what's not happening or what some of your likes and dislikes are. And then it's the woman who will pick up and be like, oh, well, somebody should be doing this, this, this. And then I think sometimes that 
it can lend itself to something differently. But I don't think that it's immature for a male to be able to have a conversation with, to have a healthy conversation with a woman that's a friend about something that's romantic. I personally don't. I have been, I have experienced this all of my adult single life because I've been single all my adult life. So, (laughs) (laughs) and it has never, ever, ever been a problem ever and oftentimes some of my friends will say is is that your is that your boo is that and i'm like no we're just really really good we're good friends and so i i don't personally see anything wrong with it nor would i say that a male is immature i think they can gain wisdom from both from both genders because the insight is going to just be different yeah I, i think that you know it's safe to say that at times you know men and women speak different languages Right. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times as a man, having a woman to kind of unpack certain things for you or to help you unpack certain things. Like I said this to her and, you know, she took it this way. But to me, it was just fine. But that woman friend might be the one to tell you, well, you possibly could have told it to her that way. Right. Um, I agree with what I think Jacinta said, you know, early on is is cool but eventually it's going to have to be like all right well if she's that close of a friend we're going to have to you know cross paths we have to meet we have to talk about some things i think where a lot of people get tricked up is that you know they don't have the expectation set in the beginning and then it ends up coming out in the middle or the later latter part of the relationship and it's like oh who is tawanda Oh, you ain't never talked to me about no Tawanda. Oh, no, nah, we're taking earrings off and now we're ready to go to war. Right. right. Uh, so just like with anything, like it's all I think it's all about communication. And I think we have to talk to one another. Like, right. you know what I mean? I think it's perfectly fine to have friends of the opposite sex. You know what I mean? If you're in a relationship Absolutely. or if you're married. But like, I think one of you all said boundaries is the key. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like knowing what the boundaries are, like, yeah. you know, knowing what lines not to cross. And if it's a real yeah. like a real friend, like she's not going to cross certain right. lines or he is not going to cross certain lines if if it's a real friendship like once they cross that line then you know that it, it may not be a real friendship or no I to say- no i agree with you I, I mean i think we're i think we're agreeing here i just think yes i think it's important to have to have the introduction early right and to communicate that this is my friend and i think even vice versa so i think we're 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 focused on males but i think the same thing happens for women as well right i think that that communication needs to there should be an exchange up front Mm -hmm. and if there's a friendship that develops or or if there's a work day (laughs) that develops or morphs into something different then i think at some point there should be an introduction because you don't want to be home and you're talking over making spaghetti and then it's like oh yeah so nina you like Nina, who who is Nina? I've never mm. heard of Nina before. Oh no, Nina's my homegirl from work. Your homegirl from work, right? So then I think that brings up some challenges. But I think as long as communication happens, whether it's in the beginning, in the middle, I just think that that just has to happen. And I and like for my uncle is single, and sometimes he'll share things with me, and I'll say, well, as a woman, here's how I. Thing. He's like, well, my homeboy here says such and such. And I'm like, but that's your homeboy. I'm a woman. So the way that I see it and my response is going to be different. Furthermore, I'm a single woman. So it's different when you're trying to hear it from your friend versus you're trying to hear it from a woman and you're trying to hear it from a single woman because you're dating. So that's just kind of how I look at it. So 
as we think about that, since we think about this world and culture has told us that men are primarily visual, is this the reason why we assume it's not possible for men and women to just be friends? Or are we assuming that women are not visual? Let me tell you, some gray sweatpants. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's relax a little bit. Let's 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 easy easy. Let's calm down just a little bit. All right. <laughs> I just said. I mean, I mean, why? I don't understand. Like I always hear this from men about, well, you know, men are men are visual. Men are visual, and I'm like, so women are not visual. How do y'all think we're making our choices and selection, or we don't, you know, look or pay attention to appearances and teeth and Oh, I mean everything else. Yeah, I think women look you know, look at all that. Yeah, they look yeah, at I all mean, of that. Women are paying just as much attention. Like, girl, he's short, or mm-hmm. the back of his head got bumps on it, or I mean, he got three, what, he got three, he got three hot dogs back there. He's exactly, exactly. <laughs> so I think I don't, I don't have a problem. I think that women are just as visual as me. I mean, obviously in different ways, right? But mm-hmm. I think women are just as visual. I think we minimize it, and that's the problem. We act like it's not a big deal, but the truth of the matter is it is a big deal, and not only is it a big deal to us in terms of what we look at, but also it's a big deal in terms of what we project. You know, we make, I mean, you know, we try to entice men with our looks. You know, a lot of us lead with that, so it's a huge part of the spectrum, you know, all the way around. It's just all the way around. Especially dealing with social media, technology, so on and so forth. I mean, before you even talk to someone, that you're usually getting an image of them. So, yeah. So this reminds me that one of the shows that my wife is currently watching right now that I catch on occasion when I bounce in and out of the room is, what's the show called? I've slipped my mind. 30 Day, 30 Day, 30, what's the show called? Help me out, somebody. Oh, is it like the show regarding like Married at First Sight? I'm sorry, Married at First Sight. That's what it is. That's what it is. And I see this, I I get, you know, you know, at night when I'm, you know, just like I said, coming in and out of the room. And one of the things that that baffles me is that number one, how can you agree to marry someone that you've never seen before? And then I see these people and they're like, one girl was like, she's like, oh, he's shorter than I thought. He's he's not tall enough. Oh, he's bald headed. And I'm just like Again, I'm I'm not doing that. Like I'm not, I wouldn't marry someone that I've never seen. Like, p- full stop. So I think you know things like that make it, you know, I, I guess supposed to take that pressure off of us or take the pressure off of societies. Like so we don't, you know. But I mean, I, you got you got to look at it. You got to look at it before you buy it, don't you? Like you gotta, you got you, you know, you ain't going to the store with a blindfold tell on. That, just... I, I was like, tell that to the couple that's making millions of dollars off of that show, Cameron and Nick, I think is his name, the African American young lady who married the Caucasian young man. The oh, man who... at first sight. Oh yeah, they're going, they're three years in. They wow. have million dollar books. Mm. They have followers over a million. They have all types of paid partnerships. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, and right, it was right. different. So I'm just saying there are at least three successful marriages that I keep up with mm-hmm. from that show. So really? Yeah. But I think so here's what I think. So not necessarily married at first sight, but relatively close. So I think the pandemic, I have seen far more and I don't know if I want to use the term quick marriages, mm-hmm. but I have seen people get much faster 
during this pandemic cycle than I have ever seen before. I have not experienced long engagements like I had seen prior to the pandemic. So I I can name at least six people that met during the pandemic. That you know personally. That I know personally. Some wow. of them met, some of them through social media because somebody slipped in their DM. DM okay. diving. DM slipped in their DM and then one couple I'm thinking about that's in my mind right now were married in six months. Another couple was married in three months. Another couple went on their first vacation within a month, got married, engaged within nine months. Yes. So I have seen that happen far faster than I have ever seen it before. So yeah, I don't know if the pandemic scared everybody, but yeah, people ain't got time to waste. They like, yo, we about to we might be into something. Let me go ahead and tie this knot real quick. Like let me let me tie this knot real quick. So Hey, to to eat like this. But yeah, I definitely think women are visual. They they you know I think to, to a degree like women could be more visual than men because they know what they want like as soon as they see it. You know what I mean? And I agree. Us, we gotta think about it. We gotta. Oh, oh no, her hair might not be long enough. Oh no, y'all just see it and y'all like boom, that's it, that's it. But it's either teeth. we say no immediately, right? Right. right? So right. we have that's a whole it. because women. I think we operate off of so many lists. More so than I think men operate off lists. I think men probably subconsciously have a list, but I think women, like in our mind, and I think about some of my girlfriends, it's like, well, he doesn't have this. He doesn't work here. I thought he was going to have this. I thought he doesn't look like this. And I'm like, well, you just eliminate a, a whole population of men based upon that, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think women, we subscribe to this list far more than I think women do i mean men do because it's it's like he has to make six figures he has to do this he has to have a house you know all of these things and i'm like he he can't have kids i'm like well you might as well just say you're gonna be single i Mm -hmm. mean i don't know what else to tell you and so i think that i know that i'm very visual and i have been guilty of being like because we know immediately i'm like Mm -hmm. no because his teeth not right. Jeez. <laughs> That's a huge piece for me. I'm, he, missing, I mean, he missing that side tooth. Like, nah. We'll transparency. I'm like, ooh, he work full time and he don't go to the dentist? Mm. I don't understand. So, mm. so stuff like that for me, I will visually, those types of things can instantly just break my interest. And, I, mm. and I'll be honest with you, and I may not have even had a conversation. And my friends have to like, sometimes pull me back in and say, Nina, but that's, you can work on the teeth. You can probably, no one may have had a conversation with him. Like, you know, you have full benefits. Maybe you can go to the dentist every three to six months, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm yeah, like, if, you're, if you're 40 plus, you, you don't know that by now. You got to go. <laughs> that's but, like, so let me ask you this, Nina. Let me, let me play the devil's advocate. Is that mentality being shallow? Is that a shallow mentality? Do you think? Perhaps to some degree. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah argue that it's not and so i do have to check myself at times because and and that's been that's being real i do have to check myself because i can find myself saying "Mm," real quick and primarily it's teeth that's a huge piece for me Hmm. Uh, i don't really care about like if you're short yeah it's probably shallow or like oh he's he's a little thicker or larger than you know my preference that doesn't mean that he can't lose weight so i will just eliminate a person just based on size or it might be he's the what at the job (laughs) so (laughs) and that's not me now but that used to be me it would be 
he does what at the job? How long has he been doing that? Is does he have you know any ambition or goals to you know, and that's how and I think and I think now more so. So you think about millennials, right? So I work in higher ed and I'm work, I'm on a campus. So I think about their mindset now is really, really different because in their mind, because they live in an instant gratification, they live in a social media popular and culture and they see all these celebrities and they look at what's happening around them and so in their mouths like oh he can't buy me a louis bag oh he can't get me some yeezys or he can't Arcan. i don't want to talk to him i don't want to talk to him right or he's majoring in x y and z and i'm like okay just because he's majoring there here are some of his possibilities in that major and it's hard for them to see them it's like i don't want to talk to him man. he's gonna be broke i'm doing and that's how they that's how they're already starting to think. And so mm. the mindset is, is, it's really, really different. And so why that wasn't me because I always felt that if a person could, they could be the janitor, but do they have them, you know, the goal or the drive to maybe mm. own the company, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how I look at it. <laughs> I think being honest about that and, and sharing the perspective in regards to women, because I don't think the visual aspect is something that we often speak to, is an important part of, you know, this conversation. And you brought up the internet. So let's talk about what's happening in these internet streets. A few months ago, there was a discussion regarding a celebrity who divorced his wife of 21 years and then became engaged to a long-term friend. They were friends for like 41 years. They claimed that it was platonic. So that leads to the question, do these types of situations reinforce our belief that platonic friendships aren't possible? (laughs) I don't know, man. Like I heard this story and... and, and, This brother makes it hard, man. Cause this is a, this is a, he's a, you know, the ladies have considered him an attractive brother for probably about the last 30 years. Since I was a kid, they, the black women have been swooning over this man. And to see him do this 41, <laughs> a 41 year friend after being married for 20 some years, he make it hard for the brothers, man. He like, because like no woman is going to believe that a man and a woman could be friends platonically at this point if they're following this this model like either he had eyes on her all along she had eyes on him all along they've been creeping like i don't know how you can like how can you quantify this like and they're and they're they're old at this point like that's my question like was she waiting in the wings right like were you waiting for this situation to become something different I, I don't know about this. And it's like, did did he, like, at this point, is he settling for her? Like, because why didn't you choose her before you got married? Like, it's just so many different questions. So many different uh-huh. questions. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be proud on this one. Come on, speak up. Come on now. <laughs> get, no, get, I mean, move over so I can see you on the camera. I need to see your whole facial expression. There we go. Come on. <laughs> no, so again, so I always struggle with I struggle with, and again, I've never been married, with how individuals can be married for 20 plus, 32 years, and then they suddenly get divorced. Mm-hmm. And then somebody remarries. Oftentimes, the not oftentimes, I probably should make a generalization, but a lot of times sometimes they get remarried, right, within a year. Well, I mean, seasons change. 
Listen, and I'm not what saying that that's... With this situation, then? I guess that's what I'm trying to... So what's the difference? So... No, they I mean, have they, had a legitimately platonic relationship? I Listen, I, to answer the first part of that question, people change, seasons change, who you may have been when you first got married versus who you are at year five, year 10, kids, you know, things just become different. And I think that's why you have to be very intentional in your marriage or in your relationship and determining whether or not it still works. Can the relationship evolve with you as people? Are you able to still meet each other's needs in different seasons of your life? However, pause, comma, I don't necessarily think that that means you have to then go find what you may be lacking in that friend who's been waiting for 41 years. I mean, first of all, this person, if you've been a friend for 41 years, this person was married for 20 something years, you've had a front row seat to their relationship, right? She's been in the house. She's been in the house. Exactly. <laughs> then yeah. come back to the first yeah. question. She's been in the dinner table. Talking to your friend, your female friend, about what may potentially be going on, you know, in your household. She may have the cheat sheet. Okay. Oh, she had the coat. Yeah, she had the coat. If I'm going, if he's going to her and say, oh, my wife's not da 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 but I can. She got the coat. She been, she been writing that book for 25, 28 years. Like, okay, he don't like his chicken fried hard. He like the chicken with the skin a little soft. That she, listen, she got, she had the front row, like I said. Okay, so, at any rate, but. Like the episode of Martin, when Martin and Pant, when Martin and Gina met for the first time. I mean, I don't know. I just think this whole platonic thing concept and somebody being, I don't know. I, I mean, we only know what we know, right? We'll never know the the full truth. We right. only know the details that they provided. And so we can only make assumptions essentially off of the information for which we're privy to on the outside. And so I think we, we're just, it's just natural for us to, to, to think in that manner. But I probably would go on, you know, and say, mm, maybe not necessarily. Maybe she wasn't. Maybe to Jacinta's point, maybe she did come forth and was forthcoming about her feelings and express them to him. Or maybe there was a mutual conversation that transpired between the two of them. And, and, and so here they are. I mean, but we don't know. Only they know. We only know what we, what has been released for us to, you know, kind of create or craft some level of thought and information behind. So. Yeah. And I'll say this, I'll say this one point before we pivot. I think once you get to a certain level of like celebrity and notoriety, your circle becomes smaller with that. The dating pool Absolutely. starts to become smaller. So, you know, I, you know, I think she did something with the grits, but I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna harp on it. We don't, I don't have no proof, but I think she hooked some up. So I want to ask this question because we're seeing a lot of relationship podcasts. Men should do this. Women should do this $500 dates and all of this stuff. My question that I want to pose, do we need less podcasts on dating and what men and women think? And instead, should we learn how to become friends with each other? And also the next part of that question is how can we demonstrate respect for each other in friendships? I know that's a lot to unpack. It's like three questions in one, but I, I want to speak to the podcast. I want to speak to the podcast portion of the, of the question first. I absolutely do think that there are way too many podcasts. I think there are way too many with people with opinions that are stupid with podcasts. I think it's dumb. I think the pandemic birthed 
so many fake creatives who are getting a microphone and plugging it into a computer and they're doing nothing but dividing black men and black women right down the middle. I think it's dumb. I think it's stupid. I'm tired of seeing the $500 date post on Facebook. I'm tired of seeing should you split the rent post on Facebook? Should you go 50-50? Oh Sick yeah. of seeing that. They bring that back every three months. I'm tired of it all. And I think it's dumb. And I think that instead of focusing on, on our energy on what the opposite sex should do, what they would do, what I can't do. I'm this type of man. I need this type of woman. Forget about all that. How are you helping to build the community? How are you helping to build your family? What are you doing to leave a legacy? And to be sure that the person that you choose is the right person for you, right? Because the person that you choose for you is not going to be the right person for me, right? I'm already married. I don't, I don't, I don't need you to tell me what a woman should do, what a woman can't do. I'm over here trying to figure this thing out myself, right? We trying to figure this. I don't need you to tell me, oh, well, she got to be submissive. Oh, she got to praise you when you walk in the house. I'm good over here. Right. And I think we see too much of that. And, and it's just like none of it is based on fact. Like it's all just based on opinion. And I think it, it, it's to the detriment of us more so than it is to the betterment of us. And that's all mm. I wanted to say. Jacinta. I totally agree. I don't think we have anything else to say after the video. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I totally agree. I think everyone is like, I mean, it's rooted in people wanting to have answers, right? Like we, we want to figure this thing out and we're looking for someone to probably, or not we, some, some people are looking for others to be able to provide them with guidance and, you know, make this journey a little easier. However, some things you're just going to learn by going through them. And these podcasts and this advice is cookie cutter. It doesn't fit every situation. It takes away like you said, the ability to learn your partner individually. And remember, like I said before, seasons change. So what that podcast may have told you would work in year one may not work in year 20. You know what I mean? So I think it's just, it's, it's just too much of offering this, this broad perspective of what is going to work. And you don't know that until you're in it and you're experiencing it. And, you know, a lot of things are trial and error. And that's the beauty of a relationship. It's relational. It's growing together. It's making mistakes, you know, failing, getting back on track. Is it worth the fight? So on and so forth. So I just think it goes a little bit too far. It's, it's, it's very annoying. It's very annoying. And if I could say this, Nina, before I got one more thing to say, Nina, I, I forgot <laughs> something. And like... This whole system of the man being this up here and the woman being this and they not being equal. When we came over here on them ships, we came together like we were all in the same ship. We were all on the same boat. So now you can't say, oh, we, we have to separate. Nah, we work better together. Like we men, black men and black women, we work better together. We work better in teams. We do our best work when we are working together and not working against each other. And that's what a lot of these podcasts, these, you know, all of these joints, like they are and to divide us instead of bringing us together. Yeah, absolutely. I don't really have a... Thought I, I concur with both of you, but it's founded on their own personal experience and belief mm, and mm, mm. idea, right? And I think that's what makes this so arduous. And so, but I think, like, it's just said. So I think there, it's two things too. 
I think single people are looking for some guidance because I think single people are thirsty for a relationship to some degree. And then I think marriages, and I'm not married, just listening to people. So again, this is just what I hear because it's not my own personal experience. I think sometimes women, I feel like oftentimes women get caught up into what they see on social media and then they bring it back and say, well, you should be to their husband. And this is back to kind of our first question when you start having conversations with your friend that's a woman, right? And so sometimes they make these comparisons based upon what so-and-so said this and such and such said this, and you should be doing this and I shouldn't do this or I should do this. And I think that creates even more problems in relationships as well. But I, I mean, it's all, the bottom line is it's all founded on that individual's own personal perspectives, theories, ideologies, experiences, etc. So, um, and it also leaves you hanging, right? Like yeah. it gives you this advice, but there's no rhetoric, there's no dialogue back and forth. There's a there's an absence of accountability, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So you don't have someone telling you, oh, you know, well, this is my opinion. You share yours, and oh, bro, you're wrong. Oh, it's just one sided, right? Right, right, right. It's it's not communal. And we mm-hmm. thrive. We are a people that thrive mm-hmm. in community. Mm-hmm. You're taking the wisdom out of it. You you have 20-year-olds. And, and please, by no means am I saying that you do not have value and an opinion and so on and so forth. However, there is a space for elder and state, statesmanship, you know, within our community. Mm-hmm. So you take that away from that. You have people that are just listening to just rhetoric and you know it's and and as you said it's counterproductive if it's just you just sharing your opinion without the hope that it's going to grow someone or help people change or it's for the betterment of the community then what are you really doing you know what i mean it's 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 just for clicks and likes and and influence what are you really and truly influencing at the end of the day especially when you talk about relationships parenting things of that nature i have a responsibility to you you know what I mean? In that. And I think it just leaves people hanging. And that's that's not safe. In addition to that, I because you often speak from the single perspective, I get annoyed from the Christian perspective with that. I'm like, where did you learn this? You know what? What what where did this come from? You know, we have an obligation as people in ministry to be learned. Mm-hmm. It's a vocation as well mm-hmm. as an experience, you know. Mm-hmm. So you're sharing your opinion with no type of base to it and i'm like that scripture that ain't even what that meant like where did you get that from where did you pull this from it's totally out of context so the scripture that the wife shouldn't hold out from the husband that's not how we're supposed to how is that like specifically where that comes from you show me where that's where, where that says that and then we can have those types of conversations but again it removes that you don't have anyone that's then challenging you on your position or your you know your understanding of whatever with the hopes to gain a different level of understanding and people don't want to be told they're wrong you know what i mean like you, mm-hmm. you just don't you don't want to do that. So I, I I think if we do have more podcasts, they like you said, it needs to be about being better individually to one another, being better friends. Don't don't just do it just to, you know, make people feel like everything looks good. Because it's real easy when you marry a millionaire. 
You know what I mean? It's easy to, some, some things may be easier than others, but I think it's just important to use the platform for the right reasons. So I do have a follow-up question. So both of you as married individuals indicated that, and, and perhaps I heard you incorrectly, so correct me, that you are not, you somewhat have a disdain to the podcast, like giving advice, married podcast. So what would you, what would you recommend or suggest, or do you think that people should just discontinue having them unless they are, excuse me, unless those podcasts are providing some of the examples that you just shared, both Dion and Jacinta. It's not about building family, culture, community, being transparent, saying what's real. There is a podcast, and I don't know that man's name that he does. And I, can't I know think. exactly who you're talking about. Um, Future Wifey Podcast. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I personally... That is deep. Yes, it does. And I kind of like it. But um, he's transparent. He is very transparent. He has people from all spectrums. He and, does. Um, you know, they have open conversations. So it's Absolutely. not just him sharing his opinion. Absolutely. Um, he's real about his struggles and the yep. things that he's been through. You know, yep. how he messed his marriage up. Yep. I recently he had an episode where he talked about how he got in a relationship with the woman and he was he devastated did. and it was real and it was wrong. That's different than okay. Kevin Samuels getting on the podcast telling the girl you fat and what's your dress size. And, okay, you know, so that's what I wanted to hear from you all. So I wanted to hear based upon the examples that you gave and listened to you say, oh, you, you know, and I get it because there are so many right now. And I think as we talk about, we live in this culture where everybody's like, oh, let me see if I can just jump on this social media bandwagon and see what I can get and get myself hyped up so everybody can be on my whatever, right? So... Okay, so I think that offers some clarification in terms of if it's meaningful, I think is really, if it has, if it's meaningful and it has some intentionality behind the message that's being conveyed versus just we're out here just for somebody to see who we are, so to speak. Yeah, so I want to say say two things, Nina. I want to say, number one, I come, I come in that space from like a journalistic standpoint. And I just feel like a lot of them are just trashed anyway. Like they're yep. just tra- like they're trash, but also like the content isn't adding value to anyone. And I think we are in danger. Remember the last time we were here, we talked about how, and I don't know if we were off the mic or on the mic when we had this discussion, but we were talking about how music and hip hop music in particular kind of influenced an entire generation of misogyny. And we talked about like DMX and Snoop. I think we are in danger of running into that same problem. But instead of it coming from the music, it's coming from these podcasters. So I I, I see I see like men my age, like subscribing to these notions that these podcasters are and just like going all in. Right. I had I had a friend tell me that if a woman cheats on her husband, like she should be stoned. And like this is somebody that I know personally. And I'm like, he like, said that in like 2022, 2023. 22. It's like if a woman cheats on her husband, Whoa. she should be stoned. And I was wow. like, oh, like that's like that's like that's a crazy, that's crazy. Like that's not like that like that's crazy, right? That's but, abuse. 
And that comes from like, that's the mentality that comes out of these types of, it's almost like, you know, the people who are like online and they get brainwashed by QAnon and yeah. all of those things. It's yeah. like these, these guys, these men, and I see it every day on Facebook are falling into the same type of trap. And the one thing they, that I think they have in common is that somewhere in their life, a woman hurt them. Yep. And I think and they're taking that it. pain, they're taking that pain and they're turning right. into, I'm yep. never going to be hurt again. I'm going to show them that the man is the king, the man is the boss, and I'm going to stick my chest out and I'm going to let everybody know that I'm the high value man. I'm a red pill, whatever the case may be, this type of man. And I'll never let a woman hurt me again. But, and vice versa, women do the same thing. I'll never let a man hurt me again. I'm no, but I don't think it's this bad though. I don't think it's this bad. They ain't, they ain't, it's not, it's not a sect of like women that are brainwashed to say like stuff like my man said to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I haven't heard that. Well, let me just say, I'm glad I'm not familiar with all these podcasts. You ain't I'm missing nothing. Far, I'm far more familiar with the one that just sent to, what's, what is it called again? The wifey podcast. That, that's the one that I'm familiar stay, with. Stay right over there with the church folks, Nina. This ain't. <laughs> It ain't nothing nice on this side of the street. I'm that's, telling you. That's the ain't one. Nice. And then I think Black Love, they do some podcasts, yeah, they do. I think, they do. sometimes. But I think it has some fluff in there. But anyway. But well, that's your conviction, right? And you walk away from it better. And like, even in this, this is communal. We, When we end this, we're going to walk away with shared experiences, opinions being shared, you know what I mean? And, and better in some right. regard, having spent mm-hmm. this time with one another. Or, you know, that if, if, if it's not making you better in some aspect, then, you know. What you doing it for? It, it's validating foolishness. You know what I mean? And, I mean? and so when you walk away from it and you're mad and you want to cuss a woman out and you want to go on, you know, on social media and type a whole status about mm-hmm. who should do that, then that just lets you know right then and there it, 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 it wasn't serving a good purpose for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Look, I the little part of me wants to Google and find some of these podcasts, but then Girl, the other part of me is like, no. It's gonna, it's gonna, you don't even want it in your algorithm, Nina. Don't even, don't even mess your algorithm up. Mm-mm. Don't even do it to yourself. I think we should be at that stage in our life, in our relationships, Absolutely. in our friendships, where you know we take a moment to evaluate whether or not these things are adding value to our life. Are we setting healthy boundaries, you know what I mean, with one another, with our friendships, what we're intaking, and just, you know, processing it from there. Got it. I agree. I agree. Well, thank you, Dion and Jacinta. It is always a pleasure to be on camera with the two of you. I love our conversations and our dialogue. <laughs> so I want to say to our listeners, thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and you like to support the podcast, please share it with others. Post about it on social media or just leave a rating or a review. We take that as well. And Seated with Strangers is full of experienced podcasts. So check out the show notes for more ways to engage with us. We will see you next time. Thank you. Bye, Bye y'all.